Welcome to Route 31 Credit Union's podcast, The Extra Mile, where we dive deep into the captivating and often ambitious journeys of small business owners here on Michigan's beautiful lakeshore. Join me as I sit down with some of these remarkable individuals to uncover the secrets behind their entrepreneurial successes. We'll explore the ins and the outs, the good and the bad, and the future visions that got them to where they are today. So let's gear up, strap in, and go the extra mile. Welcome to Route 31's business podcast, The Extra Mile. Today we are joined by Alexis Robertson from the Big Lake Humane Society. Hi Alexis, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for inviting me. No problem at all. So uh, we kind of have a unique thing in common. We recently both underwent a name change. Can you kind (laughs) of walk us through that, what the previous name was, what the new name is? And uh, how all that went for you guys. Yeah, well, it's been a learning experience and a fun process. Uh, We've been Muskegon Humane Society since 1972. Uh, So just over 50 years. And I've been the executive director for about eight years now. And we we have the same repeating struggles of of being clear to the community on who we are and what we do. Um, our legal name has always been the Humane Society and Animal Rescue of Muskegon County, uh, which insinuates that we have like the county contract for stray animals, you know, and that we run animal control. Um, so all of our, you know, anything with our namesake on it has said that. And so it's, it's a day to day explanation of telling people, (laughs) no, you know, we can't take that stray dog. No, we can't come out. You know, if you have a wellness concern about an animal, you know, but here's the resources that you need. Um, Pound Buddies does a phenomenal job of, you know, creating those services and meeting the community's needs in that aspect. Um, So we ourselves are a private entity. Uh, we're totally donor funded. We get no government aid. We don't have a contract with the city. Okay. Uh, so, so on a daily basis, we, you know, we're having to explain that to people. Yeah. So it's been a conversation um, ever since I started of wanting to change our name and make it a little clearer on what we do because we have a phenomenal animal control in Muskegon. Yeah. Um, so last year we uh, stepped in when Pay It Forward Outreach uh, was preparing to close. And we decided to take over their services and start offering low-cost uh, veterinary care to the community. That's great. Uh, yeah, so that's been a whole separate exciting journey on its own. But um, looking at that, we were saying, you know, what what could we name it? Muskegon Humane Society Animal Clinic? You know, and we would just continue to, like, perpetuate, as you say, Muskegon County. Right. Um, that, you know, we're animal control. And we also felt that limiting ourselves as a private entity, um, that we are only helping Muskegon County wasn't fair to us either. Yeah, that was going to be one of my questions. Do you serve only (laughs) Muskegon County? Right. So, so we have such a a greater audience than that. You know, we just on a daily basis are helping from Montague to Holland. Okay. Um, pretty far reach. Yeah. But outside of that, you know, we help a lot with, um, you know, large abuse, neglect, um, cases throughout the country as needed. We're partnered with Animal Rescue Corps. Uh, we also, um, you know, help in like disaster relief. We work with the Bissell Pet Foundation. So we help bring animals up from 
all over the whole country that need support. Um, so we feel our reach is much greater, greater than Muskegon County, although that's where our real focus yeah. is. So you guys um, don't do a lot, though. <laughs> right. We're not busy or anything. You guys aren't busy. Not, yeah. not many animals around. So that's, yeah, that's so, awesome. So, yeah, we, you know, we started looking and um, we were trying, we're thinking what could we name the clinic that we could eventually hand over to the shelter and, and have that cohesivity between us um, and also have the opportunity to grow if we end up you know, doing something else, having a boarding facility or training or, you know, right. any, any other services that we feel helps the community and extends our mission. Yeah. Um, so we had a few ideas and we took like votes on the community last year. And um, I, I was really for Fresh Coast uh, Animal Rescue, but yeah. Big Lake Humane Society won everybody's vote. And I do really love the concept of that. Um, our logo for the shelter well. has yeah. like the heart in it, and then our logo for the clinic has you know the medical sign in it. So um, I think it's a really great choice for us and movement. We kept the name Humane Society instead of moving to Animal Rescue, yeah. um, because there there is also a stark difference between an animal rescue and an animal shelter that also fell into something we were constantly explaining to. Yeah. So. Um, that transition, I think, was a pretty smooth one. Um, I mean, every day we still get people who say, oh, I had no idea you were here. Yeah. And, I mean, there's nothing we can do about that. We've been in the same building since 1980. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no matter what our name is, if you didn't know we were there, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter what our name was. We go but. through that as well. <laughs> uh, as you know, we went from Muskegon Co-op to Route yes. 31 Credit Union. And it's always like, why did you change your name? Why did you move? Et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Um, and it's all growth projected, yeah. you know, um, trying to see what the future holds for us. Yeah. And, you know, we expand all the way up the lakeshore now. So kind of similar, similar uh, process to what you guys had to think through in long-term growth. Definitely. So, yeah. When who, you put who designed a name, the logo? Um, it, it was collaborative between myself and my manager. Um, okay. We threw so around a, a lot of ideas. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love like graphic design and making logos. Yeah. Uh, I started like an online shirt store for us where I can just like get like my creative outlet there. That's so great. I do a lot of that stuff. Um, any most of our signage and things like that, I, I love to create, but That's good. I, I don't have a ton of free time to do that. But I think yeah. it takes like the edge off of work when mm -hmm. you have that creative outlet at work. Like, this is my creative outlet <laughs> and I love it. Yes. Um, it's been really great. So. Another question, so what inspired you to get involved in animal, animal welfare and care? I've just always had a burning desire to help animals. Um, I mean, there's photos of me when I was like three carrying around my little hamster. Um, I was a 4-H kid, um, you know, helped a lot on like my grandparents and family farms and stuff. I live on a farm now. Okay. Um, and yeah, I started volunteering at um, NOAA Project in Muskegon when I was 14. That was like the youngest you could possibly yeah. become a volunteer. Um, and yeah, as long as I can remember any school project, you know, interview someone that you want, you know, inspires you. I was always like, shelter directors, you know, will you? <laughs> um, so I went to um, MCC and then uh, Grand Valley for Public and Nonprofit Administration. Okay. Uh, and I volunteered with different shelters throughout that whole process. And it just kind of worked out. Uh, the day after I graduated Grand Valley, I started as the director of Big Lake Humane Society now. So it's been eight years of a journey, and I've learned a little bit 
something new every day. So the what is the mission and vision for Big Lake Humane Society and Animal Clinic? Uh, well, our mission right now is uh, just to help pets live happy, healthy lives. Uh, but our slogan, I feel like, really summarizes what it is that we do, um, which is saving pets and serving community. Uh, so everything, every new program that we start and project or um, you know outreach thing we do, I, I just ask, is it helping pets or is it serving the community? Mm-hmm. And those are kind of the two avenues that, that we ask ourselves with everything we do. Is it meeting the, one of those two things? Uh, so, nice. yeah. <laughs> I love it. Could you tell us a tale, no <laughs> pun intended, of a heartwarming story that you have experienced at the shelter or clinic? Oh, man. There's probably a lot. There's so many, like on a weekly basis, for sure. Um, I, I mean, I would say my favorite tale this summer has been Betty White Paws. I don't know if you followed her progress at all. Um, she was a little kitten that was paralyzed on her back end, and she was abandoned at our front door when we were closed. Oh, um, we get a ton of abandonment, um, so it's not rare, but it it was rare that you know she came crawling on two paws to us, and um, so we rushed her to our veterinary clinic, and uh, we you know, the prognosis did not look good. Um, she had zero feeling in her back end. Uh, it seemed as if maybe she was like hit against a wall or, or stepped on or something. Her vertebrae were like collapsed in the back. Um, so she wasn't able to use the bathroom on her own. She was just dragging herself. Uh, and you know, we had the conversation of quality of life. What's this going to look like for this cat? You know, we have a shelter full of cats that can use the litter box and who's, you know, who could, who would step up really and do this for this cat? Um, so I, I took her home and I wanted to just start some medication and, you know, give her a little time because we didn't know when this happened or what exactly happened. So like, what if it did start healing? Mm -hmm. Um, so I took her home for a couple days and, um, the medication seemed to, you know, perk her up a bit. She, um, you know, was really active. Like, she had a a spirit that was not going to give up. Like, it was very apparent. Um, I'd bring her out with me, like, to do the chickens, and she would just, like, run behind me, just dragging her legs. And that stimulated her to go to the bathroom, too, so I wasn't okay. having to, yeah. like, stimulate her myself all the time. Uh, and within a week... Um, she, she was starting to get a little bit more movement. We started cold laser therapy on her, um, got some x-rays done. And, um, I had posted a video of her on my TikTok and someone in California saw it and reached out and he wanted to 3d print her wheelchair, a wheelchair. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, so he, I connected with him and, uh, got her measurements. And I mean, within a week he like, overnighted her wheelchair to her and she was started she was cruising oh yeah um totally different quality (laughs) of life yes um so and with the laser therapy she's started to regain feeling in her back legs uh i had her for maybe three weeks or so and i started posting updates on her and actually one of my old teachers um from calvary christian school reached out to me and she was like you know i i you know have cats but this one's just really stolen my heart, and she um, started a school in Muskegon Heights, 
a small Christian school, and she wanted to bring Betty in as like a therapy pet. She oh. brings her dogs to school with her as Very therapy nice. pets, and so she was wanting to bring Betty. She was just inspired by her story and that like her perseverance and not giving up, yeah. um, that that would inspire her students as well who, you know, are often struggling in that in that district. Um, so she has officially adopted Betty White Paws. Um, Betty has three wheelchairs that Mike from California has sent her now nice. she as she's growing. One? You know, I don't know. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> white cat, pink wheelchair. Yes. That would look awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Betty still comes in for cold laser therapy, and she um, she moves both of her back legs now, and she is starting to use the litter box on her own. Occasionally she'll have accidents, but... Uh, the Kim, the adopter, puts puts her in diapers, and yeah. uh, she has a little sling that she carries her around in. I mean, it's just like it was a real godsend of a situation that you know I really didn't know if it was ever going to happen for Betty, and she just she was like, no, it's happening. Um, so yeah, she was in just last week, and she was just sprinting all over the place without a wheelchair. Wow. Um, uh, her back legs like kind of still lag. She kind of like walks like a duck. Yeah. I would say on the L- back legs, but, still from the but they're moving. Yeah. So that's incredible. Yeah, it was. It's been a really cool process to see. <laughs> Pretty resilient little creature. Yeah, they always are, and that's what like keeps me in animal welfare. I guess you know you can get beat down with, right. um, with people, but never the pets. Yeah. Absolutely. I worked at Mary Freebed in similar circumstances, seeing people in traumatic yeah. injuries and um, life-changing events and seeing the perseverance of humans and then children and then, you know, you see it in pets and it's just like, wow, that's really amazing how like persevere, how we can persevere yeah. through things like that. So. Yeah, absolutely. Is there an Instagram or a TikTok that you can follow, <laughs> Miss Betty White Paws? Um, or is that kind of fizzled out after you posted her? Um, I post rescue stories occasionally on my okay. own, but we don't have a person like a shelter TikTok at the moment. Okay. But yeah, our Facebook and Instagram is just Big Lake Humane. Okay, great. I didn't, you, you mentioned she was on TikTok. Yeah. So, so I thought you were creating like a whole another. A lot of people have Instagrams yeah. for their pets. Yeah. They're great. The ones with like the buttons and they can talk and. I yeah, love I do those. love those. No, yeah. I I have my own TikTok, and when I can, I'll share stories. But very um, cool. If you're open to spilling the kibble, what is the wildest event that has happened at the clinic or shelter? I would say our wildest event is going to be coming up. Um, One of our puppies, um, actually just a stray puppy from Muskegon County, has been accepted uh, to be in the Puppy Bowl this year. Oh, nice. Yes. So (laughs) little Beanie will be flying to New York next month. Um, to do five days of filming with Animal Planet, and um, then they're going to put it together. And we're really excited. We're going to do, like, a Super Bowl pre-party for the Puppy Bowl. Okay. Um, and hopefully have Beanie there. And, yeah. How, do, how does that come to fruition? Team Puppy. <laughs> how, how did that happen? Yeah. It's, you know, every year we've talked about it, and we're like, how do we get a puppy in this Puppy Bowl? Like, yeah. it's so cute. It is. Um, and I love Kathy Bissell, and... You know, so I've I've asked her kind of over the years, like, hey, how do I get in that? Um, but she doesn't have any pull on <laughs> who the puppies get in there. It was totally happenstance, which is so funny because I've tried every year. Um, but we um, just sent the puppy to a foster whose mom happens to be friends with someone who works at uh, Mich- at 
United Humane or American Humane who puts it on. Okay. Um, and so the foster puppy went to the house and the lady was like, this puppy would be perfect for the puppy bowl. Um, so she sent pictures to the producer and then they reached out to me and was like, hey, they've accepted him in the puppy bowl if you are interested. We don't want to like sign him up if you're not. I'm like, what? Of course we're I interested. I try this every year. How's, <laughs> how do it's you guys, dream come true. Yeah, how'd you get this to happen? Um, so yeah, we're so excited. We definitely want to like get little jerseys and our whole staff is is pumped. That's amazing. What, what kind of dog? <laughs> Um, you know, I mean, she was a stray, but she okay. kind of looks like a little beagle. Okay. Yeah. That's adorable. We're going to be, like, shooting some kind of, like, training montage footage and <laughs> stuff and really, like, pumping it up. Play some Rocky in the background. Yes, absolutely. Um, that's incredible. So when, is, when does that air? Like, before? It's the day of the Super Bowl. The day of it the airs, Super Bowl. Um, okay. Like, yeah, like an hour before or something. It kind of, like, leads up to the Super Bowl. So Muskegon County has... Yeah. More than one team to root for. Yeah. Team Beanie, right? Team Beanie. Nice. That's amazing. So, talking about adoption, do you, you guys deal with adoption? Of cats and dogs? Yeah. Well, that's... Obviously. The pillar of what we do. <laughs> being sarcastic. <laughs> um, for those of us who already have pets, mm -hmm. what is uh, what are some... Could you give us some tips and tricks on how to introduce a new pet into the home? Oh, yeah. Um, one, I think, is... Lower your expectations. <laughs> okay. Um, Step one. <laughs> animals are, it's great if you, you know, you could just let another animal in your home and everyone's yeah. like, yay, welcome home. You know, as excited as you are to bring a new pet in, your pets are equally excited. Right. Never, ever happens. Um, you know, there's always, there's always going to be like a dominance and jealousy and, and things like that when they first come in because it's like a stranger, you know, entering. They're like intruder alert. Yeah. Um, you know, with cats, uh, I always recommend, like, having a separate room um, where, you know, that cat is totally isolated from your animals. And they can sniff under the door for a while, okay. you know, and then move to, like, a baby gate where they can see each other, you know, and, and then spending little bits of time together. Cats, especially um, when you bring new cats into the home, will end up having... Um, using the litter or not using the litter box will end up having like accidents throughout the house to let you know they're mad about it um so you really want to do everything you can to like ensure your cat that hey this new kitty is not going to take your place bud but it's going to be part of our family um and usually i mean that for cats the process usually takes three weeks um and that's something you know we'll have adopters call us they'll adopt on friday and they want to bring the other cat back on monday because their cat didn't like them and they hissed oh, okay. at each other um and that is totally normal you know you it, it takes time mm. um we have a 333 rule um, most shelters do where um it's going to take three days for the animal to you know get comfortable around you in that home and and kind of get to know the area it's going to take three weeks for them to start learning um, you know, your schedule and, and what it is their role in the house is. And then it's going to take three months for them to become comfortable and show you their true personality. Um, wow. You know, they, they have to build that relationship with not only you, but the other animals in, their, in your home and, and learn where they fall. Um, for dogs, it's, it's really more of, you know, you want to do like walks together um, and, and separate your time. You don't want to just let them run in at each other and, you know, sniff face to face. And because those, those dogs don't know if the other dogs are aggressive yeah, or territorial, territorial yeah. you know, 
and you'll start seeing behavior issues with your own dog if, if you do that too quickly. So, you know, just how you separate cats, you kind of want to do the same for dogs, but on a lower scale because you want them to have that interaction. But you just want it to always be monitored at least for the first three weeks, I would say. Wow. Uh, yeah, I always thought that you would introduce the pet and let them kind of feel each other out, but yeah. I, I never really thought about separating them. I thought it would create an increase anxiety in that situation for the pet. So. Yeah, it, it creates more, I think, interest. Yeah. Um, and intrigue where they're like, oh, hey, bud, you know, like, yeah. and their senses are so much more heightened than ours. Right. Um, you know, I mean, both dogs and cats. So having a wall between them, I mean, they can, they know what's happening over there, you know, and they'll feel under the door and, and interact more than um, if they, you know, were face to face. That's where they see like more of the threat when they see each other first and they don't get to feel each other out. It's a curiosity perspective yeah. more so than... Yeah, definitely. Go play. Like with kids, you're like, oh, go play and make friends. And <laughs> yeah. So maybe we should separate them when they get home for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Just always monitoring, you know, because yeah. um, you never want an accident to happen or a fight to happen and because um, that, that drama is going to end up sliding, you know, sliding the whole situation. Um, You're going to regress and getting them acclimated. Yeah, it's going to be harder for you to acclimate if you have a fight early on. Yeah. Um, They're always going to have that animosity. You said, uh, you mentioned earlier when you were explaining that, that um, people adopt on a Friday and then they'll come back on a Monday. Is (laughs) that just with the lack of education or do you, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you guys give that spiel to them and say, hey, three, 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 explain it all. Um, yeah, I, I just I'm, never thought of that. Does it happen a lot? <laughs> it does. Okay. Um, I mean, I think a lot of people jump into adoption. It's It can be a very exciting thing. Um, and a lot of times people, and I'm guilty of it too, before I started working in a shelter where, you know, on Saturdays I'd be like, let's go to PetSmart and see the cats in the cages, yeah. you know. And then it's like, please, please, please. <laughs> um, and, you know, sometimes... As an adult, too, like, when you can make your own decisions, you're like, if I want this dog, I'm going to get this dog. I'm going to get this cat. And you don't really think about, like, how that actually fits in your life. Um, And so often we have people who will come in and say, like, I want this husky. This husky is everything I've ever wanted. And we're like, okay, well, you live in an apartment on the third floor. You work 12 hours a day. You know, this is husky's behavior, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, they they will promise and, you know, and really beg for that animal. And, um, you know, we want people to be happy. We want the pets to be happy. And, I mean, I will say close to 100% of the time that we give in on an adoption that we don't feel is a good fit, but the people are, you know, adamant that they're going to do doggy daycare and they're going to make it work, yeah. um, that they return in less than a week. Um, oh, wow. Because it's it's really about what fits in your home too. And sometimes you can get so excited about the way a pet looks and not the way that a pet actually fits in your home and what you yeah. actually need. Um, excited blinders on. <laughs> I just want to adopt yeah. this beautiful dog. I had yeah. a husky, so I know how, yeah, yes. they're pretty high maintenance. Yes, and, yeah, and they're, and very they're singers. Yep. Um, they yeah. like to talk for sure. <laughs> they do. They are not apartment dogs. So no. We cannot stress that enough. <laughs> Uh, but some people do make it work, and which is great when they can do that, you know. But um, those people are, are often few and far between. Um, I always err to give people a chance and animals a chance, and sometimes it doesn't work out. And it's, a, I think, a learning experience for everybody. 
But uh, it's, of course, would be best if things always worked out the first time. Well, I commend you for what you do. <laughs> it sounds like there's a lot of moving parts at all times. Always. Managing animal behavior, managing human behaviors, yes. etc. cetera. Uh, my hat goes off to you for all that. So thank you <laughs> for what you do. I, I can't say I could do it. So, so let's, uh, let's pause for a second. Another pun. What is the best way for the public to support the clinic or the shelter? Our shelter and clinic both, um, you know, operate off of our services and off of community donations. Um, our services, I will say, at both locations do not cover the cost of what we do. Um, so we depend on community donations, sponsorships, um, volunteers, uh and, and in-kind donations from, like, our wish list, you know, where um, we would otherwise be going to Sam's Club and, and just spending that money to get those things that we need. Yeah. Um, so, so support in that aspect, attending events um, are a huge thing. At our shelter, we offer kennel sponsorships, which help support, you know, the pets in each kennel. Okay. Um, and at our clinic, we have a Tree of Life. Uh, which is a really cool, it was done by Maddie Johnson, or Maddie Jackson. Um, she's a local artist, and she did this beautiful tree mural with um, pets underneath it, and we sell little leaves that go on the tree. Okay. Um, so the leaves are $100. Uh, and then for the clinic, um, we've started a little campaign to start raising money for an x-ray machine. Uh, it's something, you know, we don't have access to right now, so as we are handling, you know, day-to-day -day issues of animals coming in with, broken legs or limping or things like that we you know have to call around and send them out somewhere else um, and oftentimes being that we're dealing with low income residents in the county they they simply cannot afford it and they end up not taking their pet anywhere um, so you know in, in the best interest of the pets we want to be able to care for them as best we can you know and have the tools necessary to do that so that's definitely our next big goal of for the clinic is our x-ray machine and for the shelter is our epoxy and kennels this year. Yeah, sounds like you have some big mission and <laughs> goals in mind. Yes, yeah. Keep things running. Always. Well, I appreciate you sitting down with me today and, and uh, telling me more about what Big, big Lake Humane Society does and the mission behind yeah. what you guys do. And I really appreciate your time and I, I love what you guys do. Your <laughs> events are super fun. Thank and, you. Uh, if there's anyone out there that can help Big Lake Humane Society, we will post links and Instagram, Facebook pages. If you'd love to support, I'm sure they would love it as well. Uh, Lexus, thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. If you'd like to support Big Lake Humane Society, you can visit our website, biglakehumane.org. Uh, we have a lot of donation options on there, sponsorships, and uh, you can also just send us in-kind donations through our Amazon wish list. You can also follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Big Lake Humane and look for any upcoming events uh, and exciting community opportunities.